0: Today's episode is a bit of a longer one, but we cover lots of material as we discuss some drivers from outside the Formula One world. These range from feeder series drivers to drivers in motorsports outside F1 entirely, as these are the people that have the potential to end up in F1 within the coming years. So sit back, relax, and hang out with us as we talk a little bit more about some of the various personalities we may get to know within F1 in the near future. Welcome back to No Wheel Knowledge. Today we'll be covering something a little bit different from what we've been covering the past three episodes. Rather than talking about current Formula One and all the current drivers, we're going to be taking a look at some up-and-coming racers, specifically in the feeder series, as well as drivers who have participated outside of the feeder series, such as a couple of W Series drivers and stuff like that. Um, And we'll just jump right into it. Amy, you're moderating, so go from there
1: so who did Callum?
0: I did Callum
1: um, tell me about Callum I can tell you all about him so
0: Callum, I'll start with his age he was born November 11th in 1998 so he's 23 right now Um, some of the big achievements he's got, he was the runner up for F2 in 2020 so he was runner up to Mick, which uh actually Mick and Callum have a very Close relationship; they're really good buddies, uh, resulting in the shoe lot tag on Tumblr. If anyone knows about it, um, he is from the UK. He was also in F three alongside with Mick, and in twenty eighteen he was beaten only by his teammates. In that year, he was driving for Prema at the time. In twenty twenty and last year, he was Alfa Romeo's reserve. This year, however, he has moved on from that role. And although he did several FP1 sessions, unfortunately, he's not, he does not have a seat for next year. And he is one of two or three drivers, I think, who a lot of people have been talking about being like, why Why does this man not have a seat for 2022? Um, <clears throat> however, he has now decided to move to IndyCar instead of Formula One. And he's driving for uh, Juncos Hollinger Racing. I might be pronouncing that wrong because I don't watch indie as actively but I will be watching this year. He's very wholesome <clears throat> I don't know if anyone knows his uh, TikTok he has a great TikTok account he has a wonderful social media presence actually he generally just posts like very very wholesome pictures of stuff that he's doing. He's very self aware. I don't know if you guys saw the roasts of himself yeah.
2: <laughs> I think sometimes of itself self depreciating as well a little bit <laughs> but i mean we get it he's been out of a seat for some time he yeah. really wants to go to f1 but i think yeah he knows where he stands sadly yeah last year people were
0: asking him like oh why aren't you driving for f1 next year And he was like
2: i don't know i don't have a seat
0: i can't tell you that posting stuff on instagram and like people replying to his like he'd do like the Q&A thing on Instagram and he would just end up getting roasted several times and he'd like completely go into it. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> he would just like completely delve into it fully. Um what a king. I think my favorite TikTok of his is uh him saying hello to a frog in yes, the middle of the
1: night. The frog. <laughs> yeah, you said me Yeah. But yeah. also
0: everything with his dog. Yes. Poppy is a am- wonderful puppy. Um, but the frog one—if anyone hasn't seen it—he essentially walks up to this frog sitting on the sidewalk and starts asking questions, including "How are you, dear?" and uh, gives it a gives it a nice little gentle poke and is like, "Oh, you're just chilling." He's just chilling. <laughs> And then walks away, and that's the end of the frog. And
3: the frog or the end
0: of the video? The end of the video.
3: Oh, God!
0: End of the frog saga on Callum's TikTok.
3: Let's put it that way. I one. was worried for a second. I was like, excuse me.
1: <laughs> what side <of> tit- what <laughs>
0: did he do to the frog? <laughs> exactly. No, but very wholesome. He has a wonderful social media presence. Um, and I think he, he will uh, very actively interact with any animals he comes across, which... I don't know if anyone's seen the stuff he's been posting on Instagram lately, but the IndyCar garage where he is have like a workshop dog, and that dog is on his Instagram regularly.
3: Like,
0: wait, I should have seen <laughs> it. I follow I him. him. I
3: don't know. I think it's him. Dog. I
0: might be. I ha- I might be messing it up with another driver, but I'm pretty sure it's him.
2: I know there's a lot of dog content on my so... There's a lot so. of dog content, so
0: yeah, but. And I think the last point to mention here, which I don't really often like talking about driver's girlfriends in this kind of context, but I think it's absolutely hilarious that he's dating Pierre's ex.
1: He is? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> what? Could you yeah. Me? I, he, photos wait, I showed what? you today, the Valentine's Day that's photos. That's Pierre's ex. That's Pierre's
0: ex. <laughs> which, by the way, for any of our listeners,
2: we're recording on Valentine's Day. <laughs> 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 but also, we need to mention his girlfriend is the biggest Sebastian fan ever. So Really? I did not know this. Yes. She, like, even before she was dating Pierre, like, there's, there's people who've been going, like, all the way back on the Insta. Like, she's always been wearing, like, sab caps and, like, posting uh, Insta stories when there's races. And
3: she's been a hardcore fan forever. Good for her. This is so valid. Honestly, yes. I completely get it. I, too, so. love Sebastian Vettel. Yes. So. <laughs> no, but yeah, Katrina
0: Zanini, she's an engineering student as well, which I think is so attractive. Good for her.
3: Um, but yeah, he's dating Pierre's ex. I don't know how that came to be, but, you know, good for well, them. They seem we very happy. another driver who got a girlfriend from another driver.
1: <coughs>
3: uh, so, I, I guess it's not that no. uncommon.
2: <laughs> Wait. I don't know, maybe I've told you, Amy, but I don't know, there was this German F1 driver who basically was dating a woman, and they broke up, and then she started dating Ralph Schumacher, only for yes. him to get another girlfriend, and then Michael Schumacher started dating her. Like, both of his girlfriends <laughs> were stolen by the Schumachers. It's ridiculous. This so man. it Wait, must who have been. It? Which
3: driver is I that? I think
2: his name was Harald Frenzen. know it was like in Not the 80s long or long. 90s. Oh, yeah, well, he wasn't like a good driver or anything. Sad. But <laughs> yes,
3: oh, terrible. Do you want from that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there's coming. There's no coming back from that, is there? I really don't know what he's doing today, but
2: yeah, that's truly tragic. That's hard, that's Especially like. One. I mean, at least like That's Ralph sad. and his wife, they got divorced at some point. But look at Michael and his wife, like beautiful Wait, children. Were the girlfriends, and- their wives. No, he was never married to them. They were just girlfriends. Okay, but I mean, but now
0: The Ralph, Ralph's ex-wife, and Michael Schumacher's current wife, Corinna, they were this guy's <laughs> exes. Yes, oh. yes.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's those two. <laughs> Yes. Oh,
0: no. Um, oh, ouch.
3: That's painful. Like, I ouch. don't know
2: about Corinna, but I know about, like, Ralph's now ex-wife, that woman. She was, like, known for having a thing for drivers, like, hanging around there. Listen. Like, I know, like, in German, there's a word <laughs> specifically for, like, women who hang around racetracks only for the guys. There's a word? <laughs> wow. There
3: yes, is? A word for that. Yes. No, but, like, I get it. I get it. Honestly, yes. I, I understand. For, Good for
2: them. Like, know, do you guys know Heidi Klum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same for her though. She also married like the Ferrari chef back in the days, like Flavio Briatore. Wow. Uh, she also has like kids from him and stuff. So like the more you, you know. know. <laughs> There's people who actually do that and are successful. What, what's the word? Uh, it's called boxing Luda, which like boxing is like the pits, and luda is like like slut or something it's like not yeah, very that's the nice. the same word in
3: Dutch. <laughs> what? You <have> the word. <laughs> not the not the specific one for the drivers but like luder is a Dutch. Yes, it's not a kind word. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like one of those words that you don't use that often so I forgot that it was a thing until you <laughs> said it and then I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> no, Meanwhile, no. Amy and I are sitting here, like,
2: uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and that's what they like call those women because, like, it was a lot more common back in the days, I think, especially with those like grid girls—that what they call like those women who stand around the cars. Yeah, especially those were like known for that. Honestly, it's good for we them. Don't endorse if any of us. We don't endorse calling women these things. Oh, no, not that, but <laughs> like I endorse them things. doing it. Like, good for them. Good for them. This, yeah.
3: Good for them. Uh, we could use less slurs describing these women. Exactly. But I respect what they're doing. Respect the grind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah respect yeah. the grind. <laughs> good for them. You, you already know that there's so many people out there that wish that were them, and but they're jealous. <laughs>
1: Pelina, do you have anything else to add about Callum? Um,
3: no, I think
1: we can leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so should we go to one of Lena's now, like go between them, or yeah, no, yeah, we can.
3: Cause Who's the, the first next
2: one on your one? list, Lena? Yeah, I saw with Theo Pachere. I even though I do think it's supposed to be Theo because it's French. I don't know. Everyone in racing calls him Theo suppose that's what he goes by, because it's easier. But yes, he is extremely young compared to some of the others. He is only 18 years old, and oh, he's maybe. French. Yeah, he's and tiny. Small boy. He is very young, and he is currently in uh, driving an F2 for RGP. And he's also part of the Sabah Junior Academy. And one thing I read, I don't know if that's possible,
3: but apparently he started karting at 2. That sounds fake. That doesn't sound real. That sounds fake. Most the people re- don't have motor functions then yet. <laughs> Three. Reason- I feel like if you put a child in a cart at two years old, that's child abuse.
2: Yeah, I'm worried. That can't. Okay. Yes, and going through his career for a bit, he started in the French F4 in 2018. But um, yeah, he also had 16 junior ric- victories, but he was too young. To be uh, eligible for the actual championship. So he was only allowed to become what's called junior champion. So <laughs> Which annoying. is absurd. Think about how young. Imagine, like in 2018, he was around 14 at the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's crazy young. Then in 2019, he won the ADAC Formula 4 against Dennis Hauga. We will talk about him later as well. He's the current F3 champion. And yeah, then he became the. F2 vice champion against Oscar Piastri and he also came 5th in his F2 rookie season which is honestly brilliant as well, very very great drive because he's not so young, he has hopefully a huge future ahead of him but he's just going through the categories and yeah, I don't know too much about him because he's going up the ranks so quickly, some people do kind of don't see him as much, because he's suddenly there. But many people <laughs> have talked about him um, in very positive ways, and because he is a driver for the like, Saba Academy, people believe that he might take the seat after either Bottas, when he retires, or Guan Yu, depending on how he performs. Interesting. Uh, because yeah, like he isn't far away from um, F1, having performed no, f in F2, not. so... There might I be a seat his, opening up for him.
0: Yeah, I watched his Monaco victory last year. He's very impressive. He is very impressive, and he's so he's the youngest F two race winner, isn't he? Yeah, he won an F two race.
2: Yeah, yeah, as said, yeah. Because he was so young, he actually had like problems in his career for being too young. So, shit. Yeah, yeah. That is impressive. The need for speed is strong so it's like similar probably to like Max Verstappen or someone because like he was also so incredibly young that rules Mm -hmm. had to change for him yeah so let's see how quickly he makes it to formula one she hopefully does I don't know but yeah I'd like
1: thank you for telling us about Teo Theo. I think it's Teo but um should we move on to oscar
0: yeah we can move on to oscar piastri there's actually very little personal information about oscar out there he's a very private human being but if anyone wants to like get to know his personality i strongly recommend watching prema's lap videos because him and robert are always in those videos especially f two they're great they're wonderful very wholesome lots of great content um I recommend watching those if anyone's interested in getting into F2. I think that's a really good starting point. But Oscar Piastri, uh, April 6th, 2001, 2001, so he is only 20 years old. He is the only driver ever to win consecutive championships in f The only other drivers who have come close to this are Charles
2: and George, who have consecutive championships in F2 and F3 but oscar yeah sorry lando has won f4 f3 and then he became second in f2 consecutively
0: yes so he's also close but I'll oscar see. has consecutive formula Renault, formula three and formula two championships which is wild crazy and in addition to that he's won rookie of the year from autosport two years in a row and
1: in- he got
0: Oh, yeah, he has a bunch of awards and he has the Antoine Hubert Award for the past two years. Yeah. Um, He's Australian, so we've got a bit of, uh, you know, similar vibes to Daniel Ricciardo. Him and Daniel talk about each other quite a bit. Like, Daniel is, if anyone asks about Australian drivers, Daniel will always mention Oscar. And Oscar, I think, has mentioned Daniel in various interviews and said he looks up to him and stuff like that. I think he's one of the most relaxed drivers I've ever seen. If you ever watch lap videos, I don't think he has a temper. I don't think he knows how to have a temper. He is just so calm, so chill. There's never any, like, yelling over the radio. He's always very, like, level-headed. He's super, super competitive, but he doesn't, like, let his anger get the best of him and sacrifice it for the long-run result. Which I think is very evident in if any if I any of you watched um, uh, Abu D- the Abu Dhabi weekend for F two, because he won the championship in the second sprint race, I think, and for the feature race on Sunday, he just kind of became unhinged. Like he got the championship in the bag; that was it. He could he could relax, and then the next race he was like bumping into people and stuff.
2: He just kind of let loose. <laughs> I don't remember. That was a crazy weekend. Yeah, it was a very intense weekend. Um, yeah, but also, didn't he get like five poles in a row or something? Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah.
0: What? He has a okay. bunch of poles in a row. He's very, very good at qualifying and also he has fantastic race pace. I mean, Prema have been kind of dominant enough to the past few years, but he still has the skills to get up there. And stay where he was, and him and Guan Yu had a couple of really good battles over the course of the year, but he ended up beating out Guan Yu pretty early on, in terms of the season. He's also next year he's Alpine's reserve driver. Unfortunately, he does not have a seat. He's the one he's the one person that I've seen people talk about most about not having a seat for next year. So many people got angry about the fact that Guan Yu was selected for Alfa Romeo's seat instead of Oscar. This is not on Guan Yu at all. This is F1 management making their decisions. Well, you can't say who deserves the seat more than the other, honestly. So, but yeah, Oscar has a very, very bright future ahead of him. And I'm desperately hoping that he gets a seat next year because I'm sure he has so much to show us. And he will be very, very fast if he ever gets into an F1 car. Hopefully we get to see some at least like practice session appearances.
2: I think I've also heard that. I mean, we don't know for how long Alonso wants to stay at Alpine. But I can't imagine Alpine keeping him for like several seasons. I'm going to be the
0: Alonso hater in the room and say he, Oscar needs to take his seat.
2: Yeah, I
3: fully agree with you. The thing is, I don't have anything
2: against (laughs) Alonso, but I don't really get why he came back. Yeah, like, neither do I.
3: Yeah, I and feel like also if there's anyone taking up anyone's seat, it's not, it's not Guan Yu Zhao. It's definitely Alonso because he yes. came back to F one. He already had a great career, career. He had a wonderful retirement. He had a wonderful retirement. Yes. Everyone thought he was gonna stay gone. That was like a chapter that was like closed. And then he was like, actually, I'm gonna do rewrite. Never mind. I do I feel like that doesn't make sense. Like, give you've had your time you've said goodbye give younger drivers a chance you know and then there, there's also people that say like oh well Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton are also taking up seats and I'm just like well shut the fuck up they never retired first of all Alonso retired and I think that's the difference yeah
2: and also I feel like he was very happy in retirement like he did so much other stuff it wasn't like he seemed miserable hanging around at like race weekends every other day mm-hmm. just trying to get back in there like, he decided to retire. So...
0: I mean, Alpina have made some questionable decisions in the past couple of years. Bring back Alonso was one of them.
1: And
2: the latest one was letting go.
1: So, <laughs> can you tell us about Jack?
2: Yes. Um, another one I looked into was Jack Duhan. I have to say, I didn't know too much about him before this. Mostly because he's been in F3 for the last year. And... Depending on how much you're watching, some people might not be into F3 as much. But he's currently 19, he's Australian, and he's now starting out in F2 for this season. He's also the son of Mike Doohan. And for all the MotoGP fans out there, that man is a five-time MotoGP world champion. Oh, seriously! Like, I didn't know he was his kid. He comes from racing, that boy. Oh, that truly. is Yes, But apparently he never had a passion for motorbikes or anything. (laughs) He instead went into karting. And so he did F4, he did Asian F3, where he had many wins, sadly never won any titles on his way up. And he then also had quite a disappointing debut in F3 in 2020. But he did switch teams for 2021, scored wins, and actually... For the end of the 2021 season, he already took the step up to F2 because maybe you guys remember there were like a few switches, people losing sponsoring, all that kind of stuff. So he replaced Richard Vachor at I think Virtuosi, if I remember correctly, and he did brilliantly. He performed. Uh, he qualified P3 for the first race and also finished P5, which honestly is quite impressed for someone who spontaneously had to step up. I was watching that qualifying session and I initially didn't entirely
0: recognize the name because I was like, wait, who was this kid? But when they said that it was his first ever F2 session and like he was qualifying third, I was sitting there with my
2: jaw dropped. Yes. And this kid's uh, fast. They Didn't talk about it too much, but from the way things were timed and when Richard announced him stepping down, he couldn't have known for too long of a time. So it must have been quite spontaneously. And that's just crazy, especially if you think about other drivers who need a few races a year to adapt to F2. And the kid's just on point from the first qualifying session. And he will stay for 2022 at virtuosi along marino sato and people have uh, people have quite high hopes he's also part of the red bull junior academy which is great support could get tight people don't know red bull has many junior drivers many in f2 many in f3 so he does have to fight if he wants to get a potential seat at some point because we will talk about some other red bull juniors well, actually,
0: he... I don't know if you saw, he's moved from the Red Bull Junior program today. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I haven't an, seen that yet. Yeah, he's an Alpine Academy driver now. Oh. He's left the Red Bull program, which...
3: I...
2: Yeah, I just have to say about the Red Bull program, they have so many young drivers, and of course they have kind of like four seats in one but... I don't see Max leaving anytime soon. I don't really see Pierre leaving unless another better opportunity comes, but I don't see like Red Bull making him leave. And yeah, that's just a very tight place to get into. So honestly good for him. Yeah. If it was like his decision, not Red Bull pushing him away. Yep. But yeah, it could be very promising if he keeps performing the way he did at the end of last year. So I'm very excited to see him in F2 this year. And yeah, I hope to get to know him a bit better. Yeah. No, he looks very, very promising. I think he's got a lot of potential.
1: And another person who has a lot of potential is, I think, Liam. Yes, you Liam Lawson.
0: I have a lot to say about Liam. I, listen, I love the kid. He is insane. Wow. Um, so Liam, like Lando, is part-time racing driver, full-time Twitch streamer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he His Twitch, while he does game a little bit, his Twitch is mostly like, he'll turn it on late in the evening and just sit there and talk to people.
2: But also, like 50%, not anymore, but... Like, last year was just Yuki interrupting. Yeah. Enough remember, but... (laughs) Yeah, him
0: and Yuki last year, they lived in the same apartment before Yuki had to move to Italy. Yuki would just, like, come in and be like, hi! (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he... Like, his Twitch streams are just him interacting with people and talking, and it feels like a group therapy session. (laughs) Honestly. Because he gets to talk about, like, how his day has been going, like, what he's been up to, but also he... Like actively interacts with people in chat, which Lando doesn't do as much because Lando has so many people in chat. Liam has yeah. at most, I think, like a thousand people watching him at a time.
2: Yes. I know, do you guys know, like Max Futrell, like Lando's yeah. friend? He also does that. And I know, like, I get it when people hate those Twitch streamers who do, like, just chatting and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's so relaxing sometimes. It's so relaxing. <laughs> just Turning watching- beautiful Callum does it as well mhm if like lately he's been doing it a bit more recently so relaxing it's free. it's a, it's a therapy session that you get for free free therapy
0: um but i'll just get into some details on Liam so he is uh his birthday just passed actually on the 11th he turned 20 on february 11th so he's 2002 <laughs> he is young very young he is from new that zealand that feels illegal yeah it does feel
2: illegal <laughs> 2002 <Yeah. laughs> like sorry one fun fact i just read people who were born in 2006 allowed to buy alcohol and That is
3: no. insane no <laughs> yeah, it feels wrong <laughs> no i'm in denial no says the
0: 22 year old
3: listen the taylor swift song tells me
0: do you also feel that it's a okay? milestone? There's a you, very angry Smith. finger there for people who can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he just turned 20. He's from New Zealand and he is part of the Red Bull Racing Academy, which I can forgive, um <laughs> because Liam spends so much of his time doing stuff that's not related to Red Bull that I occasionally forget that he. Last year, he wasn't just racing in Formula 2, but he was also racing in DTM, which for anyone who's never seen any racing outside of Formula 1, watch DTM. It is so much fun. It is bumper cars, literally. <laughs> <laughs> they will they will be fully brushing wheels. They'll be pushing each other off track, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened in the last DTM race of last year, and I will never that was painful. It was very painful. So Liam was on track to be the youngest ever DTM championship winner.
1: If also it weren't rookie
0: winner. rookie winner as well. It was his first season. He was 19 at the time. He would have been the youngest ever champion. If it weren't for Kelvin van der Linda, who I it's on site. <laughs> it is on site. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Van der Linda was um It was Kelvin van der Linde, Liam Lawson, and the guy who actually won the championship, which I forget his name, but he's German. Was Um, it Maxi? Yes. Yeah, he won. All Liam had to do to win the championship last year was to have the other guys not finish in first. That was it. And Kelvin van der Linde runs Liam off track first turn in. Liam ends up in the wall, backs out, and continues and does the race despite having his steering completely broken. Meanwhile, Maxi ended up behind two of his teammates, and they just moved aside for him. Which DTM now no longer allows that. DTM is no longer allowing team orders, so next year is going to be very interesting. Very good. Very good. So Liam is unfortunately not champion, but he is runner-up in DTM from last year. Liam also has this very fun stat where he wins the first race of each championship that he ever drives in. He did this with Formula 2. I think he did it with Formula 3. He did it with DTM. Good for him. He is consistently doing this all the time.
3: So, you know, the second Mr. Lawson wins the first race, you might as well just quit while you're at (laughs) it. Exactly. (laughs) Because you have no chance anymore. (laughs) And Sorry to break like, this to you, buddy, but <laughs> might as well just hang up your helmet and go home. Yeah, but also like
2: he did both DTM and F2 as a rookie in the same year. Like yep, at the same time. That's what? Yeah, that's Yes, That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And he's 19. And he, and he talked about, it. he said it's what? hard switching between the two because it's so different in driving and yeah, all that. But the styles are completely different. So I don't know different. how he matched the schedule. But apparently it worked out. Red Bull somehow figured it out for him. Um,
0: but yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> if anyone wants to get their heart broken, look up Liam's posts around the time of the last DTM race because I nearly cried looking at those photos. The man yeah. is sitting there, like genuinely in tears. On to other things, on to more positive things. Um, because he's from New Zealand and there are so few New Zealand drivers, Liam has, is fully sponsored by Roden Cars which is a New Zealand developing, uh, single seater company. I think currently they make like their own chassis and stuff, but he goes and visits them every time he's back in New Zealand and they like finance a lot of his stuff that he does. I have more notes on another page about this man. He's also really good friends generally with like the entirety of the formula two grid, specifically his former teammate, Yuri, um, Again, if anyone wants wholesome, wonderful Formula 2-related content, go watch High Tech GP's challenges, because they made Yuri and Liam do some absolutely ridiculous yes.
2: things over the course of the past year, including carving pumpkins. Yes. Also, can I give you guys a Yuri fun fact? Yes. Yes. I looked up. Did you guys know that he, when he was like seven or eight, he won Estonia's Got Talent? Oh, yes. no, no I didn't. Yes! I heard wow. about this! Yes! <laughs> like they talked about it in a high tech video. I thought it was like a joke or something, but I looked it up. It's true! That is a fun
1: fact. That's a good fact.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, when they talk about it in the high tech video,
0: like some, I think they were like reading fan comments or something, and Liam's like, "Wait, is this for real?"
2: And Yuri's like, "Yeah, for real. Like I won Estonia. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes. Estonia's got talent." No, I think it was about like math, and then Liam actually asked him a question, like, "What's three thousand seventy-one times twenty-eight or something?" And he just calculates it in his head. He's like, "Oh yes, I did that at Estonia. Has got talent and won." Yeah. And Liam's just
0: sitting there like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Some quality memes have come out of high tech GP's videos. Result- they also did a challenge with them like guessing racetracks from like super zoomed in photos. Um, they have them evaluating fan art and ranking it, which is also yes. a quality video because someone submitted an edit of like yeah. Liam's face over Kim Kardashian and Yuri's <laughs> over Kanye West.
2: <laughs> It's didn't, just pure memes. Didn't one of them vote it as the best in the end? Yes, you like, was supposed to choose their favorite ones. And he chose that one. <laughs> that was
0: Yuri. He's an yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Liam gets along with most people on the grid, and he's just generally a very wholesome dude. So for next year, he is driving for Carlin Racing in Formula Two. Which I'm glad he's moved teams because, as wonderful as high tech are, their cars are not reliable. Like, the way they set up, just not. They've had, both him and Yuri had several engine failures and suspension failures, and they also set up the brake map incorrectly in Monaco, which is why Liam lost one of his races. He won it on track, but was then disqualified after the race, because the braking map was incorrect for the start. No, not the brake map, the throttle map. So yeah, Yeah, he kind of has shit luck. (laughs) Unfortunately but yeah he'll go he's moving to carlin which i'm excited for because carlin have produced some of like some very big names just fyi lando was with carlin racing so he has a good chance of getting up there while driving for carlin No, nope, but that's that's it. i'll just say liam's wonderful follow him on
3: instagram <laughs> plug the alliteration man his parents knew what they were doing when naming
1: him. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear about Jamie Chadwick. Yes,
2: I just want to say
1: the first like bullet point
2: on my list just says beautiful, amazing, breathtaking, oh. spectacular, showstopping, <laughs> never been done before. <laughs> that's I <got> love like, it. <laughs> that's my first thought when I think of Jamie. To everyone who doesn't know her, she's the only female racing driver on this list. She is nope. 23. Wait, I met right? her. Oh, sorry. Yes. Jessica yeah, so Hawkins. Well. We're talking about Jessica Hawkins in a little bit. The only one on my li- on my part of the list. Yes. I've got sorry. Jessica <laughs> Hawkins. Sorry, <laughs> you think, did, did you just say you met her? Maybe. Yeah, yeah did. I
1: was yeah. Say. yeah like, to elaborate me, on this story. She, no, she was at Silverstone, and she was part of my like package. And she came and spoke to the room, and no one cared. What? Like, no what? one cared. And my dad and I were just like... This is amazing, and everyone was just on their phones. And what the just, hell? I know that is an insult. What the? F- she was what? so lovely. She was so knowledgeable. She was so small. <laughs> she was How tiny. I'm not sure, but she was so tiny. Comp- I think I got a photo with her, and she was so tiny compared to me. <laughs> How tall are you, Amy? I'm like five foot eight, so I'm quite tall. I
2: don't know what that
1: is. Oh,
0: Amy.
2: <laughs> what is five
1: foot eight?
0: Um, that's like one seventy. I don't know one seventy. It's like around feet. my height. It's around your height, yeah. But she's so lovely.
1: But sorry to interrupt, but yeah, Amy, she...
0: I'm five foot four. Really?
1: Yes. <laughs> i wish we I did a height
0: comparison for Lena earlier because yeah! this is a giant. <laughs> <It's
1: insane>. <laughs> <laughs> but she is lovely, and but Lena, tell tell us more.
2: Yes. Sorry. So as of said, she's twenty three. She's a British racing driver, and she also, like many, started out in karting. And I read that her brother did that as well. So she kind of followed him, and it was like kind of a hobby. She also did hockey besides a karting, and she was actually offered a spot in the British Junior Hockey Team, oh, but God. turned it down to go to a karting race what wow <laughs> a legend <laughs> and she went to like it was like a tournament about i think like a sponsorship or something so it was somewhat important but yes that's the point where she like really decided to do karting instead of hockey and it's just <laughs> a good decision very happy to have her here and then in 2015 she went to the british gt4 and she's the youngest gt4 winner like not just female like everyone which is wow really cool so she she's so cool. also went up there quite quickly and then 2017 she went to single seaters in the bridge f4 but besides that she also did like 24 endurance races she tested for formula e teams as well then she went to w series in 2019 which only started then, and she absolutely dominated the first weekend. Like, she was the first in all the practice sessions. She got pole and won from there. Like, that series started, and she just, yeah, that was her series. And yeah, that's also where most people know her from because she's been there for the past three seasons and also won in 2020 and 2021. So, I Actually don't know who won in 2019, but as there's only been three seasons so far, she's won two-thirds of all W Series, which is a a really cool set.
0: Why has she not moved up to a different series yet? That's my question.
2: But yeah, she's also a Williams Test Driver, which she became in 2019. Then besides being in W Series, she also raced in the Asian F3 came fourth there, which is impressive. And last year she also drove for Extreme E. So, like, she's busy. She's doing all kinds of things, and she is good in all kinds of things. Not just hang around at the back of the grid or something. Which, yeah, is lovely to see. Also, she is like a big advocate for the W series, and why it's a great thing for racing, because sadly there are people, like, Against the concept of the W Series. Which is ridiculous. Yes, definitely. Like, I don't know what you could have against it. There's men who th- say it's stupid because women don't belong there. There's women who say it's stupid, which I find even more baffling. But she won them. She's proven that she can do that. And the cool thing is, because the W Series is part of the like FIA championship thing, she. Oh no, she has a super license now. Actually, so she could go to Formula One, which is really cool. Yes, she had to win. She had to win W Series twice, which she has, and now she has enough points. So, like, if anything happens at Williams, she could also step in, not just jack Hey Williams, can we
0: personally finance this?
3: I have like
2: ten
0: bucks. Make it happen, please.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I will like like slides over the counter, like. I have, a, I have a proposition. <laughs> we can ask George. I feel
2: like George is friends with Jamie because wasn't like, we we're can like ask George, George and Jamie's boyfriend roommates or something? What? <laughs> I, think, I think that was the story. I think they were roommates. Wait,
3: like, wait, 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 no, no, go back. Go
2: back.
3: <laughs> How do you know this many? Wait, okay. So I just remember so
2: yesterday was I think George's girlfriend's birthday. Or two uh-huh. days ago. And they were on like a double date George and his girlfriend, and Jamie and her boyfriend. Wait, I, I didn't that. see any of this. Where did you see this? I don't
3: know. Wait, uh, what if I find, if I you find have. it
2: again. If I find it again, I will definitely send it to you guys. But I did see that. And then I also read that that's how they know each other. Like, also, if you remember when Jamie won W Series, there were those like beautiful pictures of George congratulating her and the entire yeah. Williams team being there and someone explained that because they've known each other for quite a while because Jamie and, no, Jamie's boyfriend George were roommates at some point when they were like in an, I don't know, F3 F2, because Jamie's boyfriend is also a racing driver in I don't know where, but he also races somewhere
3: small Damn. world the there racing driver world. thing Fuck. we need to get in so there we're somehow, hit up George and be like hey, my guy <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I mean like, like George could talk to Williams. Funny. Like, he's like, hey, yours, <laughs> don't you wanna see Jamie in F1? Like, you can just ask like Alex or Nikki, like they have experienced sit one out. It's like they're not fighting for any championships. Like
1: Alex. Not <laughs> at the afford- moment. We'll see. <laughs>
2: they can afford that. Do you want to tell us about Jessica?
0: <laughs> yes, I can tell you about Jessica. The only queer driver on this list, yes. So far, we so far, that is true. We do not know that we know of that we know the only queer person on this list list that we know of. Yes,
3: she is. Cheer!
0: A round of applause. Um, Jessica Hawkins. She is 26, so she's also one of the older drivers on this list. She is a W Series driver racing for Racing X in W Series. But she has a lot of side jobs besides W Series. Um, She, first of all, is Aston Martin's, she's officially called their driver ambassador. But it's essentially like a reserve driver role. So if something were to happen to any of the Aston Martin drivers, and like Nico Hulkenberg wasn't available, she'd be in the seat, which is great. Um, She also, alongside doing W Series last year, was doing stunt driving. For the latest James Bond movie. That's hot. I agree. That
3: is hot. That's though. very hot. That's very sexy of her.
0: Yeah. So she's a stunt driver. And I think she's done like a bunch of movies besides James Bond. But like that's the biggest one that she's done recently. Um, She is. Uh, currently she placed 11th in W Series last year. And she was also 11th in 2019 the highest she's gotten in any of like the racing championships she's raced in was she placed second overall in the mini challenge in the UK. I believe this was in 2017. I may be wrong. It's either 2017 or 2018. Um, and I think the, again, back to the queer bit real quick. She's dating another W series driver, Abby Eaton. Um, who's also a British racing driver. And Abby is actually one of the few drivers who got seriously hurt during Coda last year. I don't know if anyone is aware of what was happening during Coda, but in the support races during the Formula One weekend, several drivers, a Formula Formula Three driver or a Formula Four driver, and Abby Eden ended up having accidents where they went over a couple of the sausage curbs during, in, on the Koda racetrack and their cars essentially came up on the nose and then smacked back down against That's the ground oh which caused shock waves upwards through the car and through the driver's bodies and Abby Ian and a young driver again Formula 4 or Formula 3 with spinal fractures
3: Jesus man
0: So Abby's been in a brace for the past three, four months or so, but she's recovering and so far so good. Like everything looks good. I think she might be out of the brace by this point, but yeah, it was a pretty, pretty rough injury. And Jessica was supporting her throughout like the healing process of all this for a long time. They have some really cute photos together on their Instagram. Go take a look. There's, there's a really cute height difference going on. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, Jessica Hawkins is also British, just like Abby Eaton, and she initially debuted in British Formula Ford, and I think she's also racing for W series next year alongside her Aston Martin ambassador role. So she's also busy, but she seems like a absolute sweetheart. Like she does a lot of media related stuff for Aston Martin, and she's present in a lot of their content recently. So she's
1: keeping herself busy, which is really good for her. Well, that's the two women that we have on our list, unfortunately. it's
2: Not enough. Lina. No, not
1: enough. But Lina, can it's you a tell start. us about Dennis?
2: Yes. Uh, another driver from the Red Bull Academy we have on our list is Dennis Hauger. He's also only 18, quite young, and a Norwegian racing driver. He has friends with Mick, which is like the biggest possible stamp of approval you can probably get. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so that already says a lot about him. But no, generally, if you follow him on social media, he does seem very sweet also in all the media stuff he's done so far. Very calm, very down to earth. It's very lovely to him talk. And he is the current reigning F3 champion after Oscar, Robert, and then Mick before him. So quite impressive to be along those names and yeah he joined Red Bull in 2017 he's still part of the academy but as we've already discussed there's quite a few people kind of like above him in Mm -hmm. that so who know how that plays out for him but yeah he won the Italian F4 he won F3 he was the run-up in the 2019 Aliazzi F4 so also quite some championships to his name And for this season, he will go to F2 at Prima Racing. She also said that is quite a good team to be at because they have won, I don't know how many of the past championships, but at least three. So that seems like the right place to be. And yeah, he will be there alongside JN Deruvala. So Mm -hmm. if he continues the way he has done in F3, We could be looking at a new F2 champion, but yeah, we haven't seen him F2 so far, so who knows how he will do. But I hope he will do well. I really like him. Yeah, no, I like him as well. He he
0: seems
2: very exciting
0: and very excited to be racing in general.
2: Yeah, as I said, Prema is just a great place to do that. some drivers just don't have the chance to really show... What what like they're doing? How good they are? Like reliability, the car, whatever. But Prema seems to be the place where you have a great supportive environment, a good car. So
0: mm.
2: now he just needs to play his part, and it could be very very exciting for him. Yeah,
0: definitely. I'm very excited for what Dennis is going to do. Yeah. Didn't he like win F three with a really good gap, like a really solid gap? He did the he won behind like? Him?
2: Quite some time before the season ended, I think. Yeah. I don't remember like, the exact numbers, but he didn't just like win the last race or anything. Like it was before that. I mean, with how few races and... there are in F3, that's very impressive. Yes. And I think F3 also has like kind of a mixed up thing with like reverse grid and mm-hmm. whatnot. So you really have to like good in both qualifying and racing to kind of build a gap and yeah. he did that quite quickly so yeah, that absolutely. is impressive and oh. yeah let's see what he does this year cool
1: um i feel like we're just excited to see what everyone does but yeah. um um Polina, do you want to talk to us about logan
0: Yes, Logan Sargent. Now, this is one of the few instances where my um, American passport has me going, USA, USA. <laughs> one of the very few instances, because he is one of the very few American drivers present in the racing world at the moment. Um, one of the other few American drivers present in the world, is in that world as well, was um, Colin Herita, who is... Or Colton Herta, who was driving in Race of Champions. If anyone watched Race of Champions, it was. Tirza described it perfectly. It is the Eurovision of motorsports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that as well. Did you say that? Yes, you said
3: this. Perfect.
2: Oh, wow, I'm
0: impressed. That with is.
3: Myself. I forgot. Perfect. That. Yeah. I thought you said it. No, you
2: said it. But the only, dif- <laughs> the only difference is that Germany doesn't suck at Race of Champions. Back to Logan before I cry about Sebastian. <laughs>
0: Um somehow Logan is older than Oscar Piastri, which doesn't he make is? sense in my brain. Yeah, Logan's 21.
2: He's older than we are? Yeah. <laughs>
0: not,
3: not not me.
2: Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> not me. I'm old.
0: looks <laughs> like a kid. Not anymore. Have you seen his recent photos?
2: I need to check them
0: out. now Check your check his Instagram right now. Um he's actually a New Year's baby. So December 31st, 2000, Um, he's 21. Uh, He will be driving alongside Liam next year for Carlin, which I'm very excited about. I'm so excited for this pairing. I think they're going to be so cool. Because when I initially saw like photos of Logan last year, I also saw photos of him and I was like, oh, this is he is a child, a child. (laughs) And I saw recent photos like from a couple of months ago. And then I was like, wait, what? This is the same person? (laughs) That is a man. He used to race for Prema. Yeah, that was a man. (laughs) Welcome, taxpayer. Um, (laughs) He used to race for Prema. And, like, he's in some of Prema's old challenge videos where that it's like, he's a kid. But nowadays, like, clearly he's grown up quite a bit. Um, He started karting back in 2008. And he was able to do that in the US. But then he moved to Europe in 2009. He was actually teammates with Oscar in Formula 4 in Britain. And then in 2019, he moved to Carlin for F3. In 2020, he was with Prema, with Oscar and Frederick Bestie, if anyone knows Frederick, in F3. So he spent um, the past three years in Formula 3. He didn't progress to F2 initially for last year for financial reasons, But he switched teams again and then moved to Sharuz for last year's F3 championship. And now, finally, he made his F2 debut in Saudi Arabia last year. And he did very, very well. Just in general, he did very, very well. And he also joined the Williams Academy quite recently. So we have another Williams Academy driver. And in general, it looks like Williams have do a good job of pushing their drivers forward.
1: Yeah, didn't he, they
0: like
2: his move to F two? I think so. Yes,
0: I think they're financing that move, um, and I think he might have like some testing duties with them as well. So he's not just in Formula Two, but he has like other stuff that he's doing with Williams. Um, I don't remember. I don't think he got to test in the postseason last year, but I'm sure he will be testing postseason this year. But yeah, I might. Yeah, need I think to
2: they check on that. like Alex did? Most of the yeah. because he's like new to the team
0: yeah exactly but Logan looks to be very promising and I think it'd be, it'd be nice having an American driver on the grid just for personal I reasons I mean a lot of people would agree with you there just for personal reasons yeah I mean I'm not going to associate myself with any American fans once he comes to F1 if he comes to F1 <laughs> but hypothetically it's a wonderful thing to think about
2: for me so I just want to say we have one last driver on the list because for some reason which we don't understand, he is often on lists of like up and coming drivers and young superstars you should keep an eye on. And it's Dan, Dan- I think. Why did we say Daniel this Tichtum? one for last? <laughs> because know. it's fun. It just kind of happened. Because it's fun. <laughs> okay, yes, but I'll agree. Point, with yeah, point is on Dan Ticktum. For those who don't know, he is also a British racing driver. He has been doing somewhat well, I want to say. He is 22. He is currently in Formula E. Uh, but there have been quite a few controversies around him, and not just small stupid comments or something, and not just I don't know, like back when he was 15 or something. No, those incidents keep These are happening, recent. and they just don't stop happening. So Many people started saying like, at this point, you cannot give this boy the benefit of the doubt or say, oh, he's just a young boy. It's just adrenaline. He's not young, though. How old is he? Yeah, exactly. He's 22. Like, that doesn't work anymore at some point. But yeah, he used to be part of the Red Bull and the williams Drive Academy. was, not officially, but kind of thrown out of both of them. And yeah those controversies like i could find stuff back to a four i don't know what happened before that i feel like karting isn't as documented probably maybe Mm. some of you know some more but just a few things i read that are already baffling enough in one race he overtook 10 cars and then a safety car
0: what i didn't know about
2: this Yes, and like there were several flags. I don't know which ones they use, like warning him, like probably like the black and white and whatnot.
0: Yeah.
2: He, I don't know what he was blatant disrespect of safety car regulations. Yes, and like ten cars, you cannot do that on like one straight or something. Like ten cars takes some time. Like he has been pushing people off track on purpose. Like actually going on the radio saying he's gonna do it. So this is not like. An accident like I missed the racing line, I got on the of the grass, whatever. No, this is him doing it on purpose. He got banned for a year after doing that. Like for an entire year he was banned from racing. I don't know a single other driver who was banned.
0: the the latest incident i know is like i there was a video of like some carter going around where he picked up like the bumper of a car and tossed it at another carter that's the latest incident i know of someone like getting fully banned from a racing series other than dan
2: yes but um yeah he also like as i said he's in formula e right now and Mm -hmm. in an actual interview said he prefers it as it's okay to crash into other people there what kind of comment is that he ran, someone,
0: he ran he ran someone off track first race in antonio felix da costa who was champion not this year but last year oh, so got run off track by dan Tictum, this complete rookie who came in and was just like oh yeah it's my racing series now get out of the way
2: no. i'm sorry what no Yes. Then, um, as I said, he was somewhat thrown out of the Williams Academy. He denies that, but they yeah. all do. Uh, it also happened not too long after he was streaming on Twitch and heavily insulting Latifi on there, the current Williams driver. Mm-hmm. So many are convinced it might have been because of that. And also, in like more recent interviews, he said that at some point he like. Got his mouth open a bit too wide, which hurt him, so he might have been alluding to that. You yeah. I think I couldn't find the article anymore, but didn't he like actually hit Callum Island at one point, like in the face? Mm-hmm. Yep, he's punched him. Like, I know, I don't know if you remember the guy incident where like Max pushed Esteban.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that
2: is nothing Sorry from happening, He actually, Like, this <laughs> <laughs> into the face. Can't yeah. actually hurt his jaw from that. It's just even I found a Christian Horner quote on him, and like we know, Christian Horner loves to talk. Condone violence. Yes, he said about the Antics. he sometimes talks without using his brain. That's what Christian said about him. Wow.
0: <laughs> Can I ask so... you
1: both a question? This is serious. yes. It. Which yes, driver are you most excited for? Just in like, in general for what they're doing next year? Yeah. Out of our list now, like the drivers
2: we talked about. I know who mm-hmm. mine is. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm trying to go through my list and think. Um,
1: I'm going to say... Callum. Yeah, you go. Callum? Callum. Mm-hmm. Or maybe That is Jessica. a good one, though. I feel like... Putting it I have me. to say, though... <laughs> I feel like for both
2: Callum and Jessica... I don't follow what they're doing enough to... Yeah, fair enough. No, like, I have never watched IndyCar before... And also, I haven't actually watched... The I just love <laughs> them. <laughs> no, t- definitely. I just want to say that like, I am excited to for them to do well. Like, I want that to happen. I just... Maybe on
0: really <laughs> Yes, I'm very excited for what Callum's going to be doing in IndyCar, but it will be my first year watching IndyCar, which I have like a Google sheet of the different motorsport schedules for this year. How
1: are you going to fit it all in? I,
0: I well, let me let me send you guys a photo of this because it is Please, next you. level. It is wow! I don't know how
1: I'm Lina, going to who get are anything you done. Most excited for?
2: Yeah, I want to say I am. Very excited actually to see what Dennis Hauger is doing, just because I think he's also at a point where he can actually like show if he, you know, has the has the potential to do great because he is starting out in F2, which is closest to F1. Because I know there's many like drivers who are super successful in like carding or lower formulas and then kind of never really got to a point where, you know. People start talking about them. I think he has the potential to show that you know the hype around him is deserved. Mm-hmm.
1: I so I see that. Whoa. Take a look. This, <laughs> this I don't anxiety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For me, it's the weekends where everything is happening on that weekend.
1: <laughs> July,
0: <laughs> the first weekend of July. Every single racing series is happening that weekend.
2: No, July. That's Silverstone.
0: Silverstone, I Are you think it's be Silverstone. To leave
2: the house anytime, <laughs> Amy. You will be able to see all those things.
0: Well, not not all of them, because the last the last one is DTM, oh, and second. Yes. the second to last one is Indy. Yes. So <laughs> the last three racing series aren't happening in the same place, but they're happening like <laughs> around the
2: same time. This is it's like imagine just like <laughs> Silverstone <laughs> with like your phone watching DTM.
0: <laughs> People would be looking at you like you're crazy, which I am.
2: But. You like, I have to say about DTM though I was really thinking about maybe going there this year because first of all it's all happening in both Germany and the Netherlands so it's like oh. close by Also, that's it's actually not really, a bad shout really cheap. it's really really cheap to go there because it's like on the smaller scale
0: Yeah. see that's me with you Formula are... E I'm trying to go to the New York I want to go to the New York e so bad so it's, cool. it happens in Brooklyn like in the streets of Brooklyn that's...
2: wow Sick. wow but yeah the cool thing about DTM is as I said because it's so small you have like a really high chance of actually meeting the drivers mm-hmm. I know so many people said that and it's just I think a lot more chill <laughs> maybe than yeah. going to the, one weekend but also I know I know if you guys know Dickra, they're like one of the main sponsors of DTM
3: Mm-mm.
2: very big the German company like I know someone who works for them and he mm-hmm. got to go to every th- single race for free. Wow, it's just, what a flex. Has, I'm so a flex! Jealous. I feel like if I don't get my Nico Rosberg internship, I will just need to choose like a oh, sponsor. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, but like with Formula E, someone posted like their experience of the Mexican EPRI the other day on Tumblr, and I was reading, it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You get to meet like all the drivers? It's <laughs> like I want to do that. And all of them seem like sweethearts, and I just, yes, I really I want to think about going to the
2: Berlin one.
0: ooh, that one's always fun, but
2: yeah. But the thing is, I don't remember, there was something I think it was that you couldn't buy tickets yet. Yeah, that was it. Because, it's no, in you can like,
0: that's what I'm waiting for. New York as well,
2: yes. And the thing is, Berlin, it's not actually happening like the city center, and there's this old airport. Like outside of the city and it's happening mm-hmm. there, which is yeah cool as yeah. well. It's like through an airport. Just,
0: mm-hmm,
2: oh, but to say... answer to answer
0: Amy's question,
2: I'm gonna go back and
0: answer <laughs> Amy's question. Um, I'm very excited for uh what Liam will be able to do with Carlin because again, Carlin have a really good track record
2: of getting drivers up there. Wait. Not on list. I want to see what Alex does at Williams. Me too. That is like my number one priority this season. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Okay, so I think for today we covered quite a few of the potentially rising stars of the Formula One or generally motorsports world. And I think those are some names you might hear more often in the future. But for now, we wish them all the best of luck and hope to see more of them. For now, I hope you have learned something new this episode and will tune in again next week. And that's
1: it from us, I think. And a huge thank you to Lena and Paulina for all the research you guys did because it's very helpful and I think a lot of people will be really interested to follow like these drivers now. I think it was mostly just us. Plugging their Insta accounts, yeah, but <laughs> truly
3: go follow them yeah.
2: <laughs> and go
0: follow them on Twitch. Everyone who streams, go follow them. <laughs> Do that, yes. But also, also follow us on Instagram, and you can find us also on Tumblr. And our email will be in the description below. So if anything at all, to say feel free to DM us, message us, send us an email. Please let us know your input. If there's anyone you think we missed, let us know. Um. Yeah, we well, excited to hear your thoughts, whatever you think. Anything is welcome, as long as it's constructive, please. Um, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yes. Bye. 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 I'll see you next week.